Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. Decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, that doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast. The stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. It's just not the holidays until you snatch up your tickets to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. We'll post a link for tour dates. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve tour. And joining us right now is Al Petrelli, who is the heart and soul and brains and talent behind Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I think we have some pretty exciting news in your family about your two sons. Can you share? Well, first of all, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I hope I don't, you know, pale in comparison to what you built me up to me. (laughs) (laughs) But it's always good to hear you. You would be the first man, Al. Trust me. Well, it's 28 (laughs) years of doing this. You know, hopefully I got it right by now. But thank you for mentioning my uh, some of my kids. Uh, two of my three boys are in the military. They've been for many, many years now. And I'm very proud of these two. My oldest son has made senior chief. He's a precision marksman in the Coast Guard, which is a fancy way of saying he's a sniper. And you also had the opportunity to tra- uh, train with the Army Rangers, one of very few soldiers that like, kind of crosses in from branch to branch. And my younger son, who was in the United States Navy on a nuclear sub for a long time, has now been chosen to join the United States Space Force at Vandenberg Air Force Base. So uh, these two children are doing something miraculous and incredible, and I'm just so very proud of them. And they'll always be my little boys. But these men have achieved a a level of greatness, like all my children. You know, my middle son, who's an incredible musician, and then my two daughters, who are just uh, figuring out that, you know, Daddy wears a tuxedo and goes and plays in rock concerts two months a year when he's not playing shoots and laterals with us. So that's a whole different conversation. So the musical, because people who don't realize um, what you do in addition to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, or Orchestra don't realize that Al is a legendary guitarist in the music business and has played with some of your most favorite bands, especially if you're into like metal. I mean, this is hardcore stuff, right? Did the musical mm-hmm. talent um, come through the family? You said your son is an incredible musician. Are you seeing it in your daughters yet? You know, I, I, I'm bits and pieces. Uh, Olivia, who's going to be 12 this year, and Layla, who's just seven. You know, they'll sit behind the piano or maybe grab a guitar. And But they love to sing songs with the radio. Um, they have a real good retention of melody and lyrics. So I don't really push anything on any of them if they gravitate towards it outstanding if they don't that's okay too uh nobody in my family they could my mom and dad could barely play the radio so you know it was just i think having music in the background as a soundtrack to my life growing up in the 60s and 70s seeing the beatles on ed sullivan uh in 64 when i was little 
uh, that was the real big inspiration for me. And uh, being, you know, part of the public school systems in New York during the 60s and 70s and being given an instrument and, you know, being taught how to play, you know, works by the great composers and stuff like that school and the advent of AOR radio and arena rock. And, you know, uh, I just think it was an interesting time for me to grow up. And if my children pursue it, great. If they don't, great. You know, if they have to love it, if they want to do that, and if they don't really love it, then find something that you do love. Just be great at something is all I ask. Al, you know what I wonder? Like we have, um, we have a big blended family and there's a lot of musical talent in the family, not anywhere near me. Like I just have no ability whatsoever. Right. But my husband always says that there are people who can learn music and play music. And then there are people that are born with music inside them. Uh, And I think that despite like what you just said about the opportunities and, and all of that, do you not think that you were born with music inside you? I don't know. I don't. I know I was born with a love of music that is, you know, insatiable. So maybe we're getting involved in semantics. Maybe we're talking about the same thing. I just knew that I wanted, I became a student of music from the moment I saw Paul McCartney and John Lennon, Ringo and George on Ed Sullivan to, you know, this conversation you and I are having right now, every time I sit behind the guitar, the piano or whatever, I'm always wanting to learn something new and always am able to learn something new. And I think it's that love of knowledge and information that maybe turned itself into a uh, a very deep musical ability, you know. But I spent my life dedicated to pursuing this art form and I won't stop pursuing it ever. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. So let's talk a little bit about Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You were saying that um, you can't believe that this vision that you had is in its 28th year. But I know it's mm-hmm. evolved because anything, any art is alive and evolved. So talk about that a little bit, where you are today with TSO versus where you were at the beginning. It, you know, it, that's a really awesome question. And you just said something very important that uh, art just continues to evolve. You know, a complete art is a dead art. And, you know, this is definitely not complete and certainly not dead. I mean, 28 years ago, I recorded the opening notes to Christmas Eve, Sarajevo 1224. Uh, 96, we started recording Christmas Eve and other stories. I think 98, we recorded The Christmas Attic. 99, we filmed The Ghost of Christmas Eve. 99, we did our first couple shows. And I think it was a one 24-foot box truck, two buses, and a fog machine. And last year, when we rolled through towns, we had 21 or 22 tractor trailers, 12 buses, a hundred people on the crew. It's, you know, again, going back to what we were talking about earlier, it's like watching one of my children grow from infancy to young adulthood. Same with TSO. You know, I can't believe what it's become. And I can't, I'm so excited to see where it continues to grow and, and evol- what it evolves into. Because every year, more families are coming out multi-generationally, you know, with their kids, their grandkids, sometimes great-grandkids, to celebrate Paul O'Neill's timeless work, The Ghost of Christmas Eve. You know, so when I recorded this all those years ago, I had no idea what to expect. Now I've learned to enjoy every moment, look at the audience and see these, you know, some familiar, some not so familiar faces, but everybody embracing this as part of their holiday tradition. Like when I was a kid, it was uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas or Miracle on 34th Street or whatever. 
You know, to be part of a family's holiday tradition is the greatest gift ever. I love every second of it. And is and every performance I know um, is completely different because the audience is so much a part of it, isn't it? When I'm yeah. when I'm at a show, I'm watching the musicians on stage, and I know that um, that what we're experiencing together in that room is unique to that moment because the 100%. audience energy. I mean, don't doesn't the audience energy kind of feed into the entire performance at every level? Every show. Every time I put that Les Paul around my neck and I look out in the audience, you know, there's an immediacy uh, that the energy from the audience to the stage and the stage to the audience, just it feeds itself. It, it, it's the, it's kind of hard to describe, but, you know, you, you brought up a great point. You kind of described it quite well, is that every song, every show, every moment, every note is unique to itself because of that energy, you know, and we are a live rock and roll band, you know. So, you know, Al, um, every, every day is challenging to be a human on this planet, but we're in really challenging times right now. And mm -hmm. God knows your family has stepped up and served. I mean, your two sons serving in the military, um, what you do for people, bringing that, that kind of emotion and, and joy and, a way to express feelings that for a lot of us are, we don't have the words, right? But it seems that as you head out on the road now for Ghosts of Christmas Eve, feel, things feel heavier and more meaningful. This is a moment where people need to collectively gather and experience something that's shared and beautiful. Does that weigh on you as an artist at all? Yeah, well, yes and no. I don't think it weighs on me. I just think that I'm very much aware of it, and part of that as well. Um, it, you know, th there's enough going on in the universe that I just want people to shake it all off their shoulders for two hours and fifteen minutes, and let's come celebrate what we've grown up to enjoy together. You know, so it doesn't really weigh on me. Like you know, it's, it's a it's a daunting task or responsibility. I'm just very very aware of it. You know, especially ever since you know 2020 and COVID. Mm -hmm. You know, just when we thought the world couldn't get like a little crazier, you know, they literally stopped the entire planet and its tracks. So to come back out and to be able to play, um, play live music again or have the audience enjoy live music again and celebrate the holidays together again after all these decades, uh, it, it's just a wonderful feeling. It's a, it's a very hard, great responsibility because I always want people to walk out of the venue saying, dude, they were better this year than last year, you know. The opposite would break my heart if anybody ever said, eh, it was okay. So there's a lot that goes into it, um, but I'm not going to get feed too deep into anything other than I just want to enjoy every show. And I'm fortunate to do two shows a day. I think we're going to do 104 shows in, I don't know, 45 days, something ridiculous like wow. that. And it's going to be crazy fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, it's a lot. I, it's grown up. It's grown up. So again, you know, as a person who's not a musical person or a musician, something I wonder, like what you just said about COVID, the world, we can, we can kick and scream and protest, but the truth is, is that the world and all of our lives changed. And even yeah. when we, we came back out into the world, it was a different world and we were different too, right? And it's still different. It still is different, you know, and maybe this is how it's going to be for a while. Okay. You know, like Paul O'Neill used to always say, adapt, overcome, and improvise. Figure it out and just keep moving forward, you know? Um, well, I, I know that when I listen, um, 
because I'm a huge TSO fan, obviously. When I listen, I, I hear it differently. Like I hear, I heard it differently last Christmas than two years prior to that. And I know that I'm going to hear it very differently because I'm in a different place and the world is in a different place. And there, the, those changes, you can't, you can't separate yourself from them as a, as a person listening and consuming it. So as the creator, when you're on that stage and you strap on that guitar and you hit those first opening notes of a song that you wrote that has lived inside you, that you have played for people so many times, is it different for you too every time? Every time. Every single time, because, you know, it's, it's again, a great point you just brought up. Every time you hear this stuff, you hear it differently. You know, when I recorded this music 27, 28 years ago, you know, my older boys were still puppies. You know, they were bouncing around the studio, you know, just, you know, wrestling on the ground with Paul, having fun like kids do, you know. And when I was recording a song called Ornament, which was um, in the Christmas Eve of the Stories collection, about a father pleading to the heaven for the safe return of his, you know, teenage daughter who ran away from home. I didn't really pay no enough mind to it. My kids were little. But then, yeah. as we've discussed earlier, you know, as my children grew up and two of them are in the armed forces, when I'm playing that song live now at 60 years old, 61 years old, I just turned, you know, I'm relating to the father in the story because my boys are on opposite sides of the planet doing something that, you know, I'm very proud of them, but I'm terrified, you know. So even though they're grown men, they're still my little boys and I want them home safe on Christmas. So I've grown up with the characters of the story and the story means something different to me every time I hear it or play it because I'm getting older now, you know? I love, Whereas, I love that. It's something I've always wondered about, you know, haven't, I mean, Max and Lamar, haven't you always wondered like, what is it like to be the artist in that spotlight? Uh, every time you play that song, it's different. It is a completely new version of the, of what you wrote however long ago. And I've always wondered about what you bring to that. Thank you for explaining that because that makes me think differently about every performer, right? Sure. Like the Rolling Stones have a new album out now that's getting, what is it called? Hackney Diamonds, I think. Yeah. That's getting mm -hmm. really great reviews. And here, you know, here, like, I don't know, Mick Jagger's 80, Al. He's 80 years old. How many times yeah. has the man listened to the opening guitar riff for Satisfaction? And yet... Every time he sings it, it's a new song in a way. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they're not machines; they're they're artists. And, and I have to believe it could be the same way, but with an artist, it, it gives itself some room to be somewhat different every time. When you get every that time. big audience reaction when they recognize the song you're playing, that probably never gets old. Ever, ever. No. Every time I hit the downbeat of the opening notes of um, twelve twenty four. And that audience like erupts. It's just like, you know, it's the greatest, one of the greatest feelings ever. Every time I put that lust ball around my neck and stand down, stay center before the house lights go down and say, I have been doing this my entire life, been dreaming about it my entire life. And at 60, uh, 61 years old, I get to do it at the top of the food chain twice a day. I win. Stop. You win. It's awesome. Well, I mean, I have kind of goosebumps right now because this, this opening. Yeah. Oh. Here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that when I'm in the audience for TSO this Christmas, I'm going to be thinking about what you just told us, that mm. the song you wrote for little boys and those little boys are now serving their country. Like that's a whole, that's a game changer, I think, for the people in the audience too who just heard that. That's 
That's pretty amazing. Well, trans-siberian.com, we'll post up the links. And Al, thanks for taking a few moments to chat. I really appreciate it. No, I enjoy our time together. Thank you so much. It's been a wonderful conversation. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. I really do. Absolutely. And the next time I see you, I'll be in like row 16, waving my hands and shrieking. Thank you Uh, so much. You know where to find me. I'll be there. Al Petrelli, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, Ghosts of Christmas Eve Tour. We'll see you next time on the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the oddcast talking lamar and the bob and sherry podcast we would love it if you would subscribe rate and review and share it with a friend on facebook instagram wherever you go and thank you again so much for listening Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.